The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to the Habs and Minded Extra. Patrick Bexel and I'm joined today with the stable crew when it comes to Emil Heinemann because you guys were here when he when the trade went through and now we're here talking about the signing. It's uh, Dylan Waugh and Matt Drake. Thank you guys for joining me. No problem. Always. Um, <laughs> as we said, Heinemann has just signed. He's been left out of the of the lineup for what I think, but haven't been able to confirm. Uh, uh, an injury uh, getting into to the playoffs and uh, we don't we're not sure about what injury there is but Lexan could obviously have used someone with uh, Heinemann's caliber shot as they went out early in the playoffs they they looked for a deeper playoff run but Oskar Schamm really took them to the cleaners in game three and and sorted out the progression into the real playoffs from the wild card spots um what are your thoughts on, on, on the signing so far? It's a three-year entry-level contract. So there's not much to talk about in regards to to money. I think it makes sense, especially if he's able to join the Laval Rocket this year because Laval looks like they're they're making a playoff push of their own, look like they're going to get in. Um, and they look decent enough to maybe even take a run at the Calder. Right? So I think if, if he has the opportunity to come over and play for them, it's, it's help, right? We know he has a good shot. Uh, maybe he's a little bit limited on defense, but I think if Laval wants to make a deep run, they're trying to add as many bodies as they possibly can. We're, we're, we're seeing them do it all over the place. So, I mean, it, it's a good move for the Montreal Canadiens to have that done, especially if he can come over this year. I think that um, a good comparable here for what Montreal looks like they're shaping up to be next year is like this year's Ottawa Senators, where Pierre Dorian's come out and said, I don't want to hear the word rebuild. But obviously, they haven't made any moves to really go for it. More so in Ottawa, this is not quite a rebuild, but this is more of a let's see what we've got and then see where we need moving forward. This is more of like, um, you know, seeing what they've got. Um, and I think that Montreal bringing Haneman over is them essentially trying to do the same thing for next year. I think that they're trying to shape up a team that is not necessarily going to tank for Connor Bedard as much as that would be fantastic to get either Bedard, Mitchkoff, or uh, the other fella, as I call him, it's Fantilli. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I think that this makes sense. I think that there's just, Hanuman's 20, 20, he's going to be turning 21 soon, I believe. So, you know, you, you got to bring him over and, and see what we've got. And until then, we don't know. He's eligible for World Junior Championships. You would presume that uh, he will be part of that team. And uh, it's, or will he actually? He turned 21. He turned uh, 21. I think he's turning 21 in November. So he's actually, yeah, uh, yeah so November not... 16th, 2001. So yeah. 
he's not. He was part of this year, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I'm, I'm unsure what's going to happen with the tournament this summer uh, because it will be uh, the tournament will go on from from where we left off, or if they complete completely restart it this summer. But he was part of the uh, of the Swedish team, and if I remember correctly, in in uh, uh, where was it in uh, Edmonton, Red Red Deer? Yeah, uh, Alberta. Alberta. Anyway, let's leave it at that. <laughs> Alberta in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mean the general hospital or? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, it's, it's, it's an intriguing prospect to me. I've spoken with his coach just after Montreal got him in the trade uh, with Foley. And uh, it, there has been a lot of comparisons with Lekkonen in, 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 in those trades. And I'm not sure... I agree with that because, and, and I didn't get the impression that his coach did either because he's not very skilled defensively. Um, and, he's, he, <laughs> and isn't he shooting at like, uh, at like 18 or 19% or something, yeah. which is like, you'll never in the history of Arturi Lekkonen, you're not seeing him <laughs> shoot that high of a percentage. He will hit a higher percentage of posts than he will ever shoot, you know, as, as score goals. He won the scoring percentage. title in the Swedish playoffs, man. Remember yeah, that? but I'm just, we're, we're we're talking about we're talking about NHL, baby. We know North America is the only place that matters, right, Pat? We'll 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 have to remember that. Uh, yeah, there's he's bound for some regression when it comes to that. He, ha- I think his strength is really the shot, and and that's what his coach. Uh, uh, I forgot his name. I'll, I'll just uh, anyway. His coach said that as well, and I I did a comparison when I compared him to Olafsson or Golovson in in. Uh, <laughs> in uh, uh, Buffalo and, and he was like yeah because he coached both of them and he said Olofsson has maybe a more better wrister like where he can place it better but Heinemann can go through defenders with his shot mm. and and I think it, it's, it's, it's an interesting shot and I'm trying to see comparisons with Jesse Illinen but also I know Jesse Illinen had the 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 work ethic, and I'm not sure I haven't heard anything negative about, about that uh, when it comes to Heinemann, but I haven't really seen his hockey IQ the way I saw uh, Ilonen. I think Heinemann is a work in progress, and, and that's what we have to have as expectations. I don't think he will play NHL next year. I think that um, you're, you're bang on with expectations, judging by, obviously, uh, both Matt and I and everybody at Eyes on the Prize lean on you pretty heavily with European prospects, but from what you're telling me, you also sent over some, uh, some, some fancy numbers for me to look at. And, you know, so for example, for his Corsi, he is slightly below the team average, like minus one, uh, 1.02% below the team average that, that pans out for Fenwick as well. So, I mean, what that suggests to me, and that's not necessarily a problem, but it, if, I've heard from you and I've heard from others, his shot, his shot, his shot. I mean, like we need to have an expectation here and maybe your expectation is some sort of like a Mike Hoffman type player where he's not carrying anything. He can't be expected to carry anything, but he's an incredible piece on a team and with a line, you know, that can carry play. So if you look at like, you know, a a Jake Evans guy, he really, drives possession exceptionally well obviously nick suzuki does but uh i don't think, I think that, that jumping is, is, 
is taking their next Suzuki. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So if you if you wind up with a guy that's more kind of the straw that stirs the drink, and and he's just able to use his skills, and this new Habs management seems very, um, very keyed in on the idea of actually improving players' assets as opposed to strengthening their weaknesses, which has been something that we've seen for far too long <laughs> hey victor mete let's make you a big stay-at-home defensive defenseman that sounds perfect for you <laughs> then uh you know we we might see a very useful piece but if the expectation is arturi lekkonen who of course drives possession is just everything you want in a player except for shooting percentage then uh we're, we're probably going to be hugely disappointed from everything i've seen and what you've said patrick and you know everything else the, the interesting thing, as you mentioned, the fancy stats and and uh, is really that his PDO is minus five point five compared to his team, and he still shoots almost sixteen percent or seventeen percent. It's it's incredible, really. Uh, what we have to realize is also that uh, Lexand had a, a fantastic power play unit uh, going on, and uh, Bjorn Helqvist usually played Heinemann on the third line, uh, and and he told me. If Heinemann is in the defensive zone, I haven't really put him in this right place to succeed. And <laughs> and and I, I think that is because you can't be too one-dimensional in, in NHL or AHL. I don't think so. I don't think you can be that in, in SHL either. But SHL is more of a development league than than maybe well, NHL for sure, but 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 AHL as well, because you're not sure who's your line mate is gonna be until you know the game you don't know what's going to happen after the game he can be traded in in in, in very fast or he can be brought up into the uh, nhl team uh, quite fast as well so there is a difference in that regard whereas they usually try to keep uh, players together in in shl yeah i mean i i think you need shooters right you, you you definitely need people that can just put the puck in the net that aren't necessarily expected to go out there and play a ton of defense i think you know, look at what Cole Caulfield's doing, right? I think Cole Caulfield, his defensive game is, is getting better, but he's obviously very important to the Montreal Canadiens because he puts the puck in the net, right? And I'm looking at Emil Heinemann's stats. Like his last season in the under-20s in Sweden had 26 goals in 29 games, right? And then you see progression. He goes up, starts playing with men, not in the, the under-20s anymore, has seven goals in his first season. Now he's got 11 goals in less games this season. I mean, scoring-wise, obviously he can do that, Right. I think you're right. Being one dimensional and moving into the NHL, it's going to be tough if you can't play defense because it's pretty hard to shelter somebody in the NHL to the point where they're constantly in the offensive zone. It's virtually impossible. So he's probably going to have to work on that. But the fact that he can put the puck in the net, this is going to benefit the Laval Rocket. And if he can work on his defensive game while he's there, then maybe one day we see him in the NHL and maybe he's in like a third line exploitation scoring role. I mean, I, I, I think, like you said, being one dimensional in the NHL is a problem, but you know, when you score like that, there, there might be, there might be a spot and won't be able to carve out something for you there. If you can, you know, keep progressing on that and keep scoring like that. You, you look at someone again, you, you look at Olofsson in Buffalo and you have that, he has developed into a more of a complete player and it took him a couple of years in AHL to do that. And, and that is my expectations. If Heinemann is going to succeed, that is what we're going to get. Uh, it's going mm. to take a while. Uh, I'm also trying to get hold of an agent here in order to explain the, the uh, contract situation. 
because I am not sure what happens in fall, even if you signed with with Montreal. Um, I don't. I've heard that he could possibly go to Laval. Uh, I don't know what is the difference between his contract and the contract that Matthias Norlinder has, where he couldn't stay over in Laval. So for me, uh, that is something that I'm working on to try to understand. But uh, so far, we're not sure where he's going to play next fall. That's for, for sure, anyway. Yeah, and, and touching on again, you know, just kind of this complete player thing, like if if the ma- vast majority of what he does is score goals, like what I've noticed with guys like that is, you know, just just try defensively. And that's kind of like for that sort of third line score guy, I go back to um I go back to Mike Hoffman, right? You know, for <laughs> that third line score guy, like, like you know, all you got to do is try defensively. If you skate hard on the back check, you know, a blind squirrel is going to find a nut once in a while and <laughs> ultimately you're going to you're going to do, you know, more good than harm. I it always I always laugh like obviously I love looking at advanced stats and stuff like that, but when you hear stats guys go, "Oh, well, all he does is score." Oh no. Oh, the horror having a guy on your team that all he does is score. <laughs> I couldn't imagine what a horrific, you know, problem to befall your team as that. So I, you know, I just, I think like if a guy's got some offensive chops, you know, I think that especially with Martin St. Louis and this new staff, I'm really excited just to see how that develops and, and defensively, yes, he's probably going to have to improve, but uh, like I said, I mean, if you just try and you work hard, you're going to overcome a lot of, you know, the brain farts that, uh, that, you know, not that great defensive players don't really have. Looking at it from another angle, there is less ice to cover in, in North America. It might actually, his, the game might actually suit him better in North America uh, because he can't, can't get lost in the same way in defensive zone. So, so yeah. there is maybe the chance that he works out better in, in North America defensively than he has in Sweden. And you mentioned shooting through defenders too, right? So a little bit tighter ice, like where defenders are a little bit more grouped together. You know, there's a lot more bodies. There's a lot more traffic in front of the net. If that's a skill of his where he can kind of fit the puck through those smaller holes and and literally shoot through that kind of coverage, that's a benefit to him in the NHL, right? It's tighter checked. You're going to have people in your way a lot. Like, you know, you, you see it with some of the best shooters. Like you see it a lot. I know I keep bringing this guy up, but Joshua and in, uh, in the QMJHL, he does that a lot too, where he pulls the puck in tight to his body and he can shoot around coverage. Um, if that's something that Emil Heineman can bring, uh, especially he's a big body too. So this is a guy that, you know, he could get down low, he can get into the dirty areas and then hopefully, you know, you get him some opportunities to shoot and, you know, it's, it's not going to matter to him if he can shoot through that coverage that he has less space than he would normally in Sweden. Maybe it's, it's a benefit to him and maybe you see his overall game come up as a result of that. Indeed, and and we're gonna leave you there. But but these are our takes, and uh, I know I'm low on him. But I mean, as with everyone, you hope that you're wrong, uh, unless you're really high on them, because then you hope you're right. But but <laughs> uh, I I gladly eat chow, and I gladly pay for Anton's chow if uh, because we have a bet on Heinemann and how many NHL games he's gonna get. So so there is that, and uh, I gladly uh, show you a picture on Twitter or or, or something else when Heinemann breaks the twenty first game. In, in NHL, uh, because uh, that's where I am right now. Um, I also think it's good uh, as a finishing thing to to bring him over, get a feel for him. He's new to the organization, obviously, 
Uh, Lucas Vedemo is still there. I'm not sure that Lucas Vedemo will be there next year. And uh, uh, not that I have heard anything, but but he is at that point where he will have to decide to be an AHLer or, or go maybe to Europe and, and, and get a contract where you stay a little bit longer uh, and, and have a little bit more security. Uh, but, but having another Swede in, in Laval to, to help him around the first kind of things. And we heard from other players that Vedemo has been really important in that regard, bringing, taking players from, from the airport, meeting them, making sure they have somewhere to stay, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it's a smart move to bring him over now. Uh, we hope that uh, the injury or, or what has kept him out of the lineup in the last couple of weeks in Sweden isn't too serious and that he can join the Laval Rocket for a playoff.